Good morning, everyone. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Our story opens with two men living in the shadow of the cross. Two disciples of Jesus who have lost their purpose and their direction. The Messiah is risen, yet to them Jesus is dead. The movement of love he began hanging from planks of wood. Their hope of redemption was crushed and ideas of resurrection seemed far-fetched. They had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. They had hoped. They had hoped, and yet now they did not. How do we live faithfully when hope seems like foolishness? How do we trust God when God seems absent, when the powers of death and empire are more than evident? How do we hope when the shining of the empty tomb is eclipsed by the shadow of the cross? In our gospel story today, we find company in asking these questions. In the midst of the confusion of stories of an empty tomb, we find two people who are trying to make sense of these things. Yet it is in their hopelessness that, Christ's, that Christ joins them. It is simply grace, the grace of Christ who walks beside these men and warms their hearts, teaching them the scripture and showing them what it all means. In their despair, they responded to the stranger on the road as Christians. They lived faithfully when it didn't make sense to do so. It was when they invited him in to join them for a meal, when they extended hospitality, that they truly come to understand what it means to be people of the resurrection, people who know, love, and converse with Jesus. There is, mis- there is a misconception that we must understand it all in order to respond to the call of Jesus. That in order to live as Christians, we must know for certain and constantly feel the presence of Christ. That we must always be hopeful. Yet Jesus' first command was never, believe in me. His command was not, have proper doctrine so none can refute your stances. He simply issued a call. Follow me. Before all else came a call, a call to love God and love neighbor. On the road to Emmaus, two men whose hope had been shattered had encountered the risen Christ, and through grace they came to understand the significance of all that had happened to them. It was in their response to their scripture and their teacher who told them to care for the stranger that they came to see Christ truly alive and moving in the world. In the process of following Jesus, they invited the risen Jesus into their hearts. It is when we start living as Christians and loving our neighbors that we begin to understand what it means to love God. It is through our love of God that we learn what it means to love our neighbor. We place hope in the possibility of hope itself. We can look back at our experiences the times when we were alone and the shadow of the cross seemed impenetrable, and we can begin to remember the times that our hearts were strangely warmed in the midst of this, when Christ was closer than we ever expected. 
I call this providence for skeptics. I once had the opportunity to help set up an internship experience for students visiting from Juan Wesley Seminario Tijolojia in Monterrey, Mexico. Part of the internship experience involved a trip to London Correctional Institution, where we were to learn about Horizon Prison Ministry, an interfaith program that sought to develop meaningful, excuse me, meaningful, affirming, and supportive community behind bars. Despite the fact that I had organized the trip, and this wasn't my first time visiting prison, my palms were still sweating ice as we pulled up to the dull red building covered in razor wire. I kept my eyes locked straight forward as we passed by the inmates in the prison yard to the classroom where we were to meet with the men of Horizon. If there was ever a place to describe as God-forsaken, this was it. The loud clang of steel bolts behind our small group seemed to shut out the divine and with the divine hope. As we sat in a classroom and heard the stories of the men there, the stories of pain and trauma, of regret and desperation, I myself began to despair for the brokenness of it all. The broken relationships, the irreparable damage done, the socioeconomic issues that led to crime. The mental health struggles of those men, all of it was too much. There was one man in particular who stood out. He was an undocumented immigrant from Mexico who was nearing the end of his tenure in prison. It had previously come to my attention the harsh reality of those who served sentences in the U.S. before being deported. They were given nothing but a change of clothes, driven to the border, and made to cross to the other other side through a cattle chute. Members of cartels would often wait on the other side of the chute to pick off anyone who had crossed them before. Several men in the Horizon Ministry had died that way. Where is Christ in this? He was hard to see. Yet that day in June, one of our students, Caleb, reacted to Jesus' call to follow. He began a conversation, he spoke a dream. What would it look like for the Methodist Church in Mexico to greet returning citizens coming from the U.S.? What would a partnership between Horizon and the Methodist Church look like? We spent three hours in prison, and we left with a plan. A plan for Christians in Mexico to greet those being released across the border, giving them rides and driving them to where they needed to be, and then surrounding them with loving community as they got back on their feet. We entered a place that I thought was God-forsaken, but it was through the response of one student that the hand of God on that day was evident. It was because of the witness and faith of another that God revealed God's self to us that day. My heart was warmed. I saw Christ. Hope grew. I don't know enough to speak of God's plan. I know enough to realize that providence does not always protect people. Healing is not always provided to the sick or food to the hungry. I am not sure why there is suffering, but I still laugh with joy at the blooming of the sticky green buds in the spring. I still rejoice at the beauty of community. There are times when in the midst of pain, my heart is strangely warmed. And in spite of it all, or perhaps because of it all, I know that God has used you and has used me to make this world a little better.
I see the outpouring of creativity and human compassion. The thirst for justice, feet planted firmly on the ground before the Goliath of injustice, sling in hand. I see the Holy Spirit moving as walls that would dwarf those of Jericho come tumbling down. I have seen people come back from places deeper and darker than the belly of a whale. And in spite of it all, I hope. Whether or not those men walking to Emmaus that day would have recognized Christ, whether or not they would have shown him hospitality, he still would have been there, teaching them and walking with them. They had hoped, and we will hope. My friends, this is my last sermon with you. For eight months, we've walked this road together, looking for God with us. There have been times when our hearts have been strangely warmed, times when Christ seemed far, and times when Christ seemed all too intimate. I want to thank you for the faithful witness to Christ in the world during my time. I thank you for your grace and patience as I have learned the ropes, for your gentle guidance through this academic year, for your willingness to speak up when there was something that I could be doing better. In particular, I'd like to thank. <laughs> you, you, oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to thank you now. <laughs> In particular, I'd like to thank John <laughs> um, for his careful mentoring and, and friendship as we figured this out. You all have shown me what Christ looks like here at the corner of Summit and Second. My final prayer for you all echoes the words of the prophet Micah. What does the Lord require of you, Stone Village Church, but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? I pray you will continue to do just that. Thanks be to God. Amen.